Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, Dr. Daniel Harris, and our producer, Ed Salzadel all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Our special guest today is Mr. Freddie Davis, who is the founder and president of Market Faith Ministries. His specialty relates to the topic of worldview and its practical implications. He has a degree in communications from Florida State University with a Master of Divinity and Doctor of Ministry from Southwest Baptist Theological Seminary. Freddie has quite a varied background, having served in Christian ministries as a senior pastor, interim pastor, and church planner. He's operated the Speakers Bureau and served as a speaker and trainer for corporations. He served on the International Missionary Board with Southern Baptist International Mission Board. He was a missionary for almost 12 years in Japan and five years in the former Soviet Republic of Latvia. Dr. Davis is the author of numerous books and training resources including worldview wars. If you get interested in this from this guy who lives in Florida with his wife Deborah and their son Ken, the link to his ministry and website is marketfaith.org. Welcome Freddie, how you doing? I'm doing terrific, it's good to be with you today. Basically, you know, you've had a varied past and it's built up to the ministry you're in today. Basically, what are you doing today? What is this ministry about? Primarily, the ministry is, I call it a worldview discipleship ministry. We live in a day when there's an awful lot of different faiths, different religions that are out there in ways that just didn't exist back when I was growing up. And so when I was uh, younger, when we were uh, wanting to, you know, interact with people about faith matters, uh, pretty much, you know, if you started talking about the Christian faith or if you wanted to share your Christian faith, you could just up and do it and people would understand easily what you're talking about. But American society, American culture has radically changed over, you know, the last 30, 40 years. I mean, radically changed to where we're very very, very pluralistic now. So you could begin talking about faith matters and the person that you're talking to absolutely may have no understanding of the meaning of the words that you're saying. You can talk about God and, you know, before they would understand that you were talking about the God of the Bible. Now, if you say God, they're just as likely to say, well, I don't believe in God or which God are you talking about or, you know, all kind of different answers. And so the key to grasping uh, how to communicate across those kind of barriers is an understanding of worldview concepts. Interesting. Many of us uh, went through your website and found a lot of interesting things. One of the interesting things that's on your website is a survey, a worldview survey. A couple of us took it. Dr. Carl Williams and I were comparing notes and the results of that survey. What are you trying to get done with that instrument? 
that instrument is basically just to try to, to help people have a sense of maybe the differences in the kind of belief systems that are out there and help people have a conscious sense of where they stand. You see, a worldview is actually, worldview beliefs are actually, un, for most people, unconscious beliefs. It's just what they believe about what is real versus what is fantasy. And so if you have a belief about how reality is organized that says reality exists this particular way and then someone comes along and tries to describe it in a way that's contrary to what you believe, then your reaction is not is going to be, well, that's just fantasy. That's not even real. And that's exactly the world that we live in. So when you have differing worldviews that are interacting with one another, whether it's, you know, between individuals or as we see currently, you know, radically being displayed in, in society with all, all the conflict and stuff, uh, what you're seeing is a clash of worldviews. And so as Christians, especially, we need to learn how to communicate across those barriers in order to be able to effectively share the gospel. A Barna study recently said that only 6% of declared Christians operate from a biblical worldview. What do you think when you hear that statement? Yeah, I was very excited to see Dr. Barna getting back in the arena where he was sharing that kind of information when he left his organization that kind of went a different direction and now that he's with his new opportunity he's back doing that and I think it's you know pretty consistent with uh, the kinds of things that uh, he used to do although it's very uh, it's very easy to see the radical change that is happening and how rapidly it's happening in modern society. It's a scary thing, and it, it, but it's honestly, for me, a, a very motivating thing to kind of push me forward in doing this discipleship ministry, this worldview discipleship ministry, because this is exactly the kinds of kind of information that Christians need to have in order to be able to communicate in a world where only, you know, 6% of people uh, hold a biblical worldview. What's even scarier than the 6% is that only 21%, according to Barna's survey, 21% of self-declared evangelical Christians hold a biblical worldview. That's scary. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Dr. Daniel Harris. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. You bring up great points in terms of view and how sometimes we don't even understand what our worldview is. My wife, after we heard that statement of Barna Data, was saying, what does he mean by Christians don't even operate biblical worldview? And I made the point to her that you'll have people say they're Christians, and yet they will sue other Christians, which the Bible says you're really not supposed to do. Or they will say they're Christians, and yet they don't believe the creation account. They believe they evolved in some way. And so they are not operating by a Christian worldview. Is it? Did I relate that somewhat well to her? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you can name just about any topic, any cultural, you know, conflicting topic uh, out there, and, you know, whether it's abortion, whether it's, you know, what they believe about God, I mean, just what they believe about the Bible, what they believe about... Sexuality. Racial matters. I mean, you know, any issue, and you'll have people who say that they are Christians 
but they operate really based on a, a naturalistic worldview rather than on a biblical worldview. Yeah, it's tough to figure out how compromised we are. Terry was just talking about sexuality. A partial lie is told that Christ never said anything against homosexuality. Well, the truth of the matter is he supported the definition of marriage and the definition of male and female when he said, do you not remember or do you not know that from the beginning, from the creation, God made them male and female. And yet we have Christians today who would, people who declared Christians, who would say, well, wait a minute, this transgender stuff may be all right. Are they operating out of two world views? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I saw a yard sign near my house just the other day, and I'm, I'm actually starting to write an article on this because it, it illustrates your point perfectly. And the yard sign starts out at the top and says, we believe, and then it has a list. It says, Black Lives Matter, no human is illegal, love is love, women's rights are human rights, science is real, water is life, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And the implications of every single one of those, you know, kind of pushes you in a particular direction, but every single one of those is a half-truth, and it illustrates perfectly what you were saying, because, you know, you, you read those, and you, you can't disagree with any of them on a surface level, but when you dig down to, to see what they actually mean, they're all straight out of a naturalistic worldview and very opposed to a biblical worldview. What kind of challenge this ministry in terms of communicating to people how their worldview is different from what they may think it is? Well, you know, that's an interesting question. Periodically, I have an opportunity to, like, have discussions, usually on social media, with people who are, you know, pro-abortion or or they believe in the theory of evolution. I mean, a, a, a number of different topics. We have those, uh, a lot of those listed on the website. People can actually read those. But, but one of the things that strikes me virtually every time I get into one of these kind of discussions is that those folks don't even know what they believe. They are so convinced that their naturalistic worldview is based on science that they really have no way to, to evaluate their own beliefs. And so one of the big challenges I find is helping them First of all, before we can even get down to cases, helping them to understand that what they believe is actually based on philosophical, naturalistic philosophical assumptions rather than on on science. And so that's the kind of thing that you run into with worldview issues because you're dealing with people's beliefs about what's real and what is fantasy. We only have about 30 seconds left. We're going to do another program with you because this is a great ministry with real implications for us to look at. I did see one thing on your website, a, a current blog. Global warming is a religious belief, not a scientific one. Boy, have you waded into things right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's another illustration, you know. But for too many people, that would be fighting words. But again, it's based upon our background and what our worldview is. Exactly. That's exactly right. And because global warming is it's a predictive thing based on modeling. It's not based on, you know, actual science. And has assumptions to it. 
We will continue Absolutely. this discussion in the future, and we thank you. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you, or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.